right, welcome into the Dartmouth Podcast, recording after uh, the NFL Super Wild Card round, and after I guess uh, we watched our Badgers this week Northwestern. Uh, I know Liveline Luke was on that game, um, but yeah, I guess we can get right into it here. Joined here by Mad Max and Liveline Luke. First, going to go to you, Mad Max. How's it going? Howdy, hackers. Dynamite, dynamite. <laughs> um, throw over to you, Live Line Luke. Live Line Luke, how's it going? You got involved with the props there on Super Wild Card Round, did pretty well. How are you feeling after your performance there? I felt good. I was one prop off from having a really good week. And actually, sorry, I shouldn't say one prop. I should say half a yard from having <laughs> a really good week. But the props are staying hot, staying profitable. And uh, yeah, it was a good weekend. Yeah, I would say so. I would say so. I think it was a good weekend for Darby. I think so, too. Aside from maybe BJ. But, yeah, I mean, like, I wish, like you said, good week for Darby. I mean, fucking Muff Pun Scrawl couldn't join us here tonight, but, fuck, he went perfect ATS um, and threw in the Niners money line there, too. Had that money line parlay um, that him and I were on. We put Bengals, Bills, Niners, Bucks in that thing. Um, so that was like a paid route 400 or four, four to one. So yeah, girl killed it. I mean, the bookies fear this man. I, I wish we had him on, but unfortunately could not join us. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a good weekend for Dartme and also shout out to, to Dartme for, uh, talking about those picks. Cause I really like the Niners. Yep. Shout out to Rhino. Yeah, kinda, who kind of who enlightened me on, hey, let's do a little, was it a seven-pointer? Yep, seven-pointer. A seven-point seven teaser to get Bucks pick, Niners plus ten and a half, which I loved getting that half. Because you didn't get the half on that, did you? No, we just got it at ten. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I just liked having that half because obviously mm-hmm. tens being a key number. And then Chiefs, it was like, I even asked right before I bet it. I think I asked, like, Grawl, hey – thoughts on the chiefs and he just said don't overthink it and i've been a, <laughs> yeah. i've been a chiefs backer since day one like i love this team and he's like dude don't overthink it and then they just looked like the normal chiefs that they've been the last two years three years yeah, so yeah, after a quarter after a quarter yeah i mean i, I wasn't <laughs> like worried but man that was an ugly first quarter yeah we'll get into that i guess later we'll go in chronological order on the games i suppose and then we'll We'll just talk about it. But first game up on the board was um, Grawls Bengals against uh, the Raiders there. Um, <coughs> Bengals end up winning 26-19. Bengals cover the five and a half um, in the under 48 hits. I don't know. This is the start, I guess, at the start of the parlay for Grawl and I. Bengals, his her, his Bengals. So, um, and he's also on the spread there too. So that started that started things off right for. For us, they're getting that uh, first leg of the parlay done. Um, live line, Luke, uh, Mad Max, you guys are on the Raiders side of things, but I mean that. I mean, you turned it around. You turned it around. So we can just get into the game, I guess. Um, I don't really really know what stands out much about this game. I, of course, if you just want to jump right into the end of the half, towards the end of the first half, controversy or controversy. Sorry. Talk about it. All right. Well, so you got all the notes. I mean, I do have all the notes. I do have all the notes. So <laughs> fucking eight. Like, 
the Bengals were driving late in the first half, third and four and Raiders 10. Burrow rolls out to the right, throws it to Boyd in the back of the end zone, and you hear like a whistle when Boyd's about to catch the ball. Like, weird as fuck. Didn't see Burrow step out at all. The ref apparently thought he stepped out. Boyd jumps up, catches it, touchdown Bengals. So it's ruled in the field, right? No, they ruled it incomplete on the field, right? Or they ruled, what did they rule in the field? They ruled that he stepped they, out. Right, because they blew the whistle. They ruled that he stepped out, but then they met. Yes. They, they, they talked about it, which that play would have not been reviewable. But since they talked about it on the field before a review happened, they said, no, he was of he course. was in by a, a long shot. And then it was overturned before they had to go to review because that play would not have been reviewable. Right, exactly. That makes more sense than that, obviously. So, like, I don't know. Then they bring in that Terry McCauley motherfucker. Sorry. <laughs> but they bring in Terry McCauley, these, like, ref experts, and then he's like, well, that play shouldn't have counted. There was an invert. There's a whistle blown. It's like, yes, we get that. But, like, this is where I go back on the common sense side of things. Like, dude, that whistle was blown, like, 0.2 seconds before you caught the ball, maybe even less than that. A tenth of a second before you caught the ball? I mean, listen, however you want to slice it, based on a technicality, I guess you could have called it off. But, I mean, this was a touchdown. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, anyway you slice it. And I had the Raiders plus six. So, I wasn't even looking for a technicality because I'm like, dude, that was just a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. It was a good play by, by Burrow. And I honestly think that, the defender let up because he thought Burrow was going to go out and not throw it. Right. Not the whistle. The Like you yeah. said, the whistle came. If the ball's in the air coming towards you and then a whistle blows, you don't just stop and stand and look around. You like make a play on the ball. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's like no human reaction time from whistle to ball catch that would like say I shut down. I don't know. Right. My favorite, part, my favorite part was like the backside. My favorite part was the backside corner safety that was off the ball. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, putting his hands up, bitching about the whistle. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't even involved in the play. It, they were almost looking for a technicality. But as the media likes to do, they like to create drama situations. And that's what they did. Right. Because letter of the law is, that's, should we replay it down? But then again, I go back to, like, dude, this should have been a touchdown. Let's just rule a touchdown. Like, this was a drama. This Everybody was a, knows. This was drama created by the media or by the announcer. Like mm-hmm. the announcers in football games need to stop giving their. They need to stop giving their opinion on calls on the field. In my, I, I it's just it's Not, ridic- it's getting ridiculous. Or put so much weight into it, I I would think. Like oh, just, call, this just happened, call the game. Or, just just call the game. Like all it does well, is create comes in. I'm just saying it creates hate. For the common fan against referees. And it's unwarranted hate. I'm not saying the referees are perfect, but these dudes are still really, really good at their job, and they don't have an easy job. So they're doing the best they can. If you want to have hate, have it at the NFL for not allowing the referees to have more. The referees still have to go up and look at a at a iPad monitor to to rule a play. I mean, fix things that you can fix or fix like the angles that you have for replays or do whatever. But the refs are out there calling it in real time. They're doing the best they can. The announcers need to stop 
inserting their opinion into the game on stuff because all it does is create hate towards referees and it makes yeah I don't know it creates yeah, excuses and it creates all this stuff that's exactly. just annoying. I'm gonna bring the spirit of Grawl in here in his absence and say this all would have been avoided if the ref wasn't so fucking blind <laughs> standing right in the front of the play looking down at the yes. sideline with his whistle in his mouth looking at nothing but the boundary and right. he didn't come close to stepping out of bounds, and he blew the whistle anyway. Yeah, the one thing you would think, maybe the ref saw the foot touchdown, but didn't see the ball released, and then blew the whistle because he saw the foot touchdown after the ball was released, and then that's why the whistle came so late. But going back on Luke's point, it's like, yes, with the announcers, or they bring in the rules expert from him sitting and watching the play after he's given the benefit of replay, watching it, and all that all that noise when the guy's called in the field, and he, he inserts his opinion into it, it brings in the excuse train. And people get so pissed, and then it's like, oh, all this game. Then it puts a bigger, like, emphasis on the officials. And, like, just the, the – okay, I get it. Light of the law says that play should have been dead, whatever. I believe that nobody would nobody who is who didn't have skin in the game or is not a Raider fan would be like, that's a touchdown. <coughs> that is a touchdown. Call it a touchdown. And if, like, it was replayed, the Bengals fans would be pissed off for fuck's sake. I go back to like maybe using kind of common sense and stuff. Like we we all, we saw this in the MLB playoffs where the fucking like ground rule doubles get booted over the fence or booted over the wall, and the guy's already rounded third and coming home. Oh, it's a ground rule double. He's on first base. He goes back to third because a guy like cuffed it out uh, over the wall. Man, they actually had a perfect one with the Lakers Kings bet or Lakers Grizzlies. It was when like um. Lakers shot free throw. They missed it. Ball was never touched by John Morant. It just was sitting there bouncing. The clock was started by the clock operator. So then John Morant points at the clock and it's like, dude, the clock's running. I didn't touch the ball yet. So they go, they go, hey, blow this dead, right? But wait, John Morant never picked up the ball and had possession. So we could do a jump ball. It's like, no, the ball should be with the Grizzlies. Fucking give them the ball. He's sitting on the ball. It's his ball, basically. So fuck off. That's why I feel like at, fine in my eyes because the we saw it. It was a touchdown. There's nothing exactly. happening. Well, in the way that I looked at it is they met. Yes. The referees met. They talked about it. And they said, hey, this is a touchdown. So what are we talking about? Because the rule, because the rule of the whistle. I, I know, but I'm just saying they met and talked about it and said, hey, dude, which one of you guys blew the whistle? That's going to kind of fuck us here. Yeah. Why, you know, and then they talked and said, yeah. I think this was a touchdown. I think the whistle came right as he caught it. Let's just rule this a touchdown. I think it's the right call to make. Boom. Okay, I thought it was done perfectly. Yeah. Let's not let's not like screw the Bengals on a technicality because. Right, and that would and then that argument you made that's not the rule. That, it would go I'm, both I'm, ways. I'm, it would go both ways. Yeah, like you would say, because dude, that guy's not making a play on the ball even if he didn't shut down. The rules, the rules analysts, they need to to go. I agree. I agree. It, it's way, it's so dumb. The only See? time I like having them is when the announcers don't understand yeah. the rule or something. And then I don't want the rule anal- I don't want the rule analyst to give their opinion on the call. I want them to just explain the rule if it's confusing. Right. And typically mm-hmm. you don't really see that much because sometimes they bring these rule experts like we're reviewing a catch on the field. Yeah. And then, hey, let's bring in this guy. It's like, dude, we know what we're looking for. Two feet and bounce, catch yes. made. That's what I'm like, saying. We know, we know what we're looking uh-huh. for. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Or did the ball cross the line? 
right? Like, oh, thank you. We need to we bring, this bring in the rule analyst to say, as you can see, his knee goes down right there, and the tip of the ball is about <laughs> a centimeter short of the line there. I would. This, this is going to get overturned. That was the wrong call on the field. Now everyone's pissed. Yeah. <laughs> While he's sitting, like he and he, like we said, he's not even sitting. There, like I don't know, man. It it yeah, puts it the officials under a microscope when they're already exactly. under a microscope, and it's like. Luke said that the job's tough. Yes, I get that. Um, I'm not going to like, I don't know. I'm, I'm somewhere in between that, you know? Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, tough job. What? I, yes, it's a tough job. But when you bring that shit in, it's like unnecessary and unwarranted and puts them under a microscope that's unfair. Like, yes, I can. I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure. I don't know how the NFL works. But up until recently, I'm pretty sure that these people had other jobs. Yeah. I don't I was Like. I was just thinking of that. Are these people employed by the NFL or are they employed by like CBS and Fox and whoever? I, I just know that I just know that it's got I think they've changed it when they when they went into. If you guys remember when at the start of the season, I believe that referees kind of went on strike because they weren't getting paid enough and had to work like get supplement incomes because they weren't full-time employees or something. And then they went on strike and they had to bring in like the college refs and things were going very, very badly. And then they brought all the refs back and agreed to pay them more. I believe that's how that went down. But was that a preseason thing? No, remember the, it was, it was, a, it started the, the replacement refs. You're that talking was, about that way back when? Yeah, I think after that fact, though, oh, yeah, I think yeah. the NFL made it a higher priority to make sure that the the full like the yeah, refs yeah. in the NFL were more paid better and given better benefits because they were starting to get pissed that they were not like even full time employees. I think they were contracted or something. Uh-huh. For sure, for sure, which is a joke. And when people talk bad about like MLB refs and I'm opening up a whole different can of worms, but just having a buddy that's in the system, I can tell you that there is, those are the best umpires in the, in the world. And so they go through such a strenuous system to work their way up and they have to go to a, a two year school for it. And then they get graded on every game. And then, they advance up slowly and they can get cut at any time based on new candidates coming in. And the MLB umpires are the best umpires in the world. So they do the best that they can and their percentages are unbelievable. I mean, they're calling 93% of balls and strikes. Correct. That's unbelievable. Yeah. At a bad at 93, at a bad clip, like 96, 97, most games. Yeah. And so you can't, you're not going to get a hundred percent. I mean, it's still like, yeah, some of those are eight. Okay. And they, with the MLB, I don't know where I'm on the MLB now, but aren't those some of those like, aren't they like grant like they need? Sorry, I'm selling my words, but once you're in the MLB, you can be there as long as you want. Isn't that how it works? No. So as you're going through the system, you have to hit your. Look at it this way. So let's just say there's 30 umpires in your class, and I'm just throwing on a random number. They'll take each year. They'll take like the top. 25 or 20 out of that 30 and they'll impl- they'll keep employing those umpires and then the five or 10 that don't make the cut will basically be replaced by the the 20 coming up in the class before them so 
and it all depends once you once you get up in the MLB, it all depends on availability. So if there's a really young class in Major League Baseball, you could be sitting like they won't just let you sit in AAA forever because there's always a new class coming through and it'll create a log jam. So, if, I mean, if you don't keep progressing, you just kind of get dumped. And then those um, those umpires end up going to do college baseball and such. So it's I mean, it's a pretty stressful system once you get like tenured and once you with with MLB that's and a, you're and you're one of the guys then you're so that's yeah. where I know that's where some people get pissed because there are some, some like Angel Hernandez you people would there are up. some bad umpires and they probably will never well it. yeah I guess that's where I kind of like believe that they they stay there forever but they get tenured of course then yeah so like once they're like in and and it is kind of a good old boys club but i mean i don't know it's just like i said it's just refs in general you could you could do nba too these Mm -hmm. people are doing the best they can i mean they don't have they don't have sides they don't have they're just out there doing the best they can it's not easy especially in today's world where everything is microscopic and put on social yeah. media and blown up out of proportion like yeah these people it, are doing the best they can yeah but to me that's a whole different argument from what happened during the controversy quote unquote yeah like, i'm just i'm just, I'm just speaking to i'm yeah. just speaking to the drama that the yes. announcers create yeah yeah with hate against refs that's, and yeah, these refs whole. are good yeah yeah supposed to be good yes um but yeah anyway so that happened i mean at 26 bengals um raiders come down right back down before the half and score touchdown zay jones um 14 yards so 2013 going to half um and like i said like the whole uh halftime they like just probably they just like controversy they just immediately hammered that home right at the halftime when you're watching the halftime show um anyway at, after half bengals come out um, extend the lead with a field goal, making it 23-13. Um, <coughs> field goal in the fourth, um, and then um, the like then um, the Bengals kicked another field goal. They kept on going back and forth to field goals. I don't know. To me, it seemed like the Bengals kept on going to Mixon, even though he's getting like stuffed. And Chase had over 100 yards on through the air again too. So I don't know. It was interesting to see there as well. Um, Zach Taylor kept going back to Mixon. I don't know. I didn't understand it because he had seven. He had 17 for 48 on the ground, 2.8 yard average, and chases out there over 100 yards. It was it was absurd. Then after that, the Raiders kick a field goal, 26-19. Bengals trying to ice game, mixing negative two, chase one yard run. Uzama gain a seven yard, and that's when you Luke you Luke were like, really the seven yard t- pass the tight end short of the sticks. Really, that's what we're gonna do. <laughs> Leaving the Raiders 151 uh, to get a touchdown. Yeah, I, with I don't know how many timeouts they had. They didn't have any timeouts, right? Or they had one timeout. They must have had a timeout because after Carr got sacked, no, he actually ran to the line after that. They had zero timeouts because that's why Cincinnati kept running into waste of timeouts. Anyway, I'm rambling on. Um, so Carr got sacked, actually making a third and 17, makes an incredible throw to Waller. Um, but Bengals ended up having a goal line stand when intercepting Carr on fourth and goal. Um, so that was the end of the game there. Any other thoughts on this game besides controversy or that final drive or anything, boys? Is that the game? Um, is that the game where I could be wrong? I'm trying to think which game where 
he spiked it mm-hmm. on first down. Yep. With like 27 seconds left. But then he fakes. Didn't he fake spike it? No, that was a different game, I think. Right? Sure. I thought the those fake... were the same game, but I it might be a different game. The fake spike, I think, ended up in a sack. I don't know. I thought I thought that I thought that car spiked <laughs> first down or something. It could this could be a different game. The fake spike ended up in a sack. Derek Carr spiked the ball in first and goal, like twenty something seconds left, twenty something on the clock. Um, and pe- that's what another thing that people are talking about. It's like, dude, you could have had four plays at the end zone. They spiked it while they were in a haste. Um, ended up playing three shots towards the end zone, I guess, there at the final drive. This is what happens on Super Wild Card Weekend. The spikes start blending with other spikes. <laughs> I don't know which spike happened where. Whoa. Yeah. Spike Lee. <laughs> Holy shit. Spike is the dog's name. No question way, about that. Either way, Bengals looked, uh, Bengals looked pretty tough i don't they're gonna have a real tough go of it here but yeah they're they're playing the titan sunday uh on the road um but yeah i mean the Bengals did look good but that's where i would say like zach taylor maybe just try throwing the ball more to chase that seemed to be working the whole game like back shoulder throw what have you he just was streaking down the sideline or would like moss the guy or like they do the subtle push off and get open catch it First down every time type of thing, but they kept on going to mix in there and he kept on getting stuffed. Sorry, Ty. So Carr did Carr did the first down spike, which I thought was ridiculously stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, Mac Jones did the fake spike. Yeah. Ah, got, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that was bad. They're already down like twenty-seven nothing or some shit at the time. <laughs> but it was. I mean, damn. It was something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's good because now that's the next game on our on our list. And then I think I think Mac Jones like spiked it on second down or something after that. That's what I think it was. Yeah, well, yeah. sacked. I mean, shit, the clock's still running. You gotta you gotta go really spiky this time or no, fake they, again. They, they, they called a timeout. I'm pretty sure after that they're I, not spiking after getting they're not spiking after fake spiking. Not that. No, no, not right after. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. Yeah, I mixed the fake, have to go back to- I mixed the fake spike, and that was really bad though. Super yeah. wild card weekend, bro. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that would go. It's just we go right into the Bills Patriots. Bills win forty-seven seventeen. Um, Bills cover four and a half, five, whatever you got the number at. Grell and I second leg check. Uh, you, Luke, and my punch call with the Bills in the spread. Mad Max Patriots. Uh, Bill Belichick and the Pats let you down there. Um, also, over 43 hits. Uh, we didn't have anybody in the over in that game. Fucking hey. Uh, the Bills just came out and demolished the Patriots. I mean, what else can you say? Scored a touchdown on every drive except the last drive. So, seven drives, seven touchdowns. Josh Allen, 305 yards, five touchdowns, 60 rushes for 66 yards rushing. Um, Singletary, 16 for 81, two touchdowns. <coughs> Mad Max, your boy Dawson Knox, leading receiver for the Bills, five for eighty-nine and two touchdowns. My guy, little man Knox, about six weeks too late. Yeah, I mean, what else? What else can you say about this game besides a complete demolishment of? I mean, I don't know. You can't really say much else. 
the immaculate offensive performance by the Bills that just came out of nowhere. It's an offense that has had a lot of struggle throughout the year, and the Patriots are consensus a very good defense. And mm-hmm. They just ran up and down on them, seven touchdowns and seven drives, and then kneeled it out at the end. And mm-hmm. I don't know, it was, it was crazy to see that. They were getting good quality runs from a running back that we just – Made fun of basically the whole season. Yes, who did. He put up six at the Jags, and they just had the perfect offensive game or whatever the fuck. I mean, yeah. It was crazy. Sleeping giant, maybe a sleeping giant offense. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I do like their second and third option at receivers. I mean, Beasley and Sanders are pretty good, and they obviously got a pretty good tight end. If they're, if they're getting real productive runs out of someone besides just their quarterback, then get Zach Moss and Singletary running well. And they got right. the defense to do it. Right. Because I heard, to your point about the Singletary, I heard like people talking about it like towards the end of the season that um, McDermott was saving Singletary. And it's just, I, didn't know, <laughs> like, I don't know if I buy into that really, but whatever. He came out and had a good game. I don't know if we're t- now going to say, yes, McDermott is so smart because he was saving him. I'm not going to say that. I'm not really buying into the narrative. I'm just saying I heard people talking about that, which seems ridiculous to me. Um, But yeah, so that uh, dismantling the Patriots, the Bills will visit the Chiefs and they will play on Sunday. That was a Saturday. Um. One good game, one not so good game. Um, moving on to the Sunday card, or the Sunday slate of games. Um, we have the Buccaneers hosting the Eagles. Buccaneers win 31-15. Uh, Buccaneers closed minus seven, which was interesting because it was at eight and a half to open and was sitting at eight for majority of the week. And then you saw seven and a half Sunday morning and close at seven right before kick. And then the under 47 and a half hits. So I, I don't know. Do you want to get into why? Why would that line just move like that? That was weird. To that me. was bizarre. Yeah, I didn't get that. I mean, maybe I should say I got that because I was on Eagles plus eight. <laughs> really for no reason. I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I know because the, I, th- I guess the weather was sort of a narrative on that. Um, I know that Sanders was somewhat questionable coming into it but i wouldn't think that a running back of sanders would move the line like oh sanders is completely healthy and a go for this game would move the line like a half a point or a point and a half um there for the eagles maybe they just got some sharp action right before the the kick there and moved it like to the seven it was ridiculous to me um so anyway um I'm going to go back to the third leg of the parlay. Muff Punch call an eye on that for the Buccaneers money line. Um, live line, Luke. Did you have, you had Bucks spread, didn't you, or did you not? Are you just hitting the props in this one? I had Bucks in my, I started my teaser. With oh, that's right. That's right. I have to reference that teaser too. Um, Rhino Sunday or Sunday morning just throws out a teaser. Um, cause he was kind of, he was laying low there for the Saturday night. Didn't really put much action in, but then Sunday he's like, I got a 7.3 team teaser playing, pl- paying plus 150 odds there. Um, with the, starting with the bucks there, of course that got down to pick thankful for the line movement there on uh, the bucks, which we didn't need it at all. Cause they came out and thir- they just dominated. They dominated the Eagles shut them out in the first half. Um, I don't know, like completely outmatched. You would say completely outmatched. Yeah, um, and I just do want to reference because I, I was trying to figure out what I was thinking. 
but then I just I had to look up the play-by-play on that Mac Jones thing. <laughs> and what I was saying, so how it worked out was they were third and three on their own 42 with a minute and four left. Mm-hmm. There's an eight-yard pass to Bolden, which puts them on the New England, which puts them at the 50-yard line. Okay, mm-hmm. Mac Jones then, they run up to the line, they run a play where Mac Jones scrambles for two yards to the to the uh, 48. Okay. <laughs> Then he does the fake spike on second down. Yeah, that's bad. All of the is, what, is what I'm saying is like, dude, you you got the first down. If you wanted right. the spike, that would be your time. That would be the time. No one's buying a second down spike. Yeah, second and eight spike. His own team didn't even know. But I just wanted the reference because I was I I sounded like I was talking gibberish, but that's what I was thinking of on second down was he did the fake spike on second. Yeah, after scrambling for two yards, like after scrambling for two yards. <laughs> um, but yes, so yeah, Rhino sent that out, and then I was on the Bucks. I didn't, I didn't bet the Bucks at their line, but mm-hmm. I just bet them in my teaser. Right, right. I mean, the, the Bucks come out and they take care of business. Like, also, this, you was, can, a, this was a don't overthink it game, though. That's what I feel like. Yeah, that's what this that, was. Exactly, and I was like. I don't know. I guess I like, cowered away, showing my cowardice not taking the bucks like on the straight up uh, spread there, because I saw it move down to seven. Like, why is this happening? Why is this happening? Is the weather really that bad? I I just like overthought it, like you said, don't overthink it. But I I overthought it clearly. Well, I gotta ask Max, was this a total troll job on the whole Eagles thing? I would think it probably was a little bit. Because Max Max was pumping the Eagles. I don't think I was pumping the Eagles. You I mean, were I bet the Eagles. the Eagles. Was I pumping them? You're you mistaken. Them. You're mistaken them for Turbo. Turbo threw in. Yeah, but Max was jumping in on it. <laughs> Max was like, "Don't be surprised when the Eagles take down Big Tom." T H O M. Dude. Tom. No, I don't. I don't even. I mean, we'll we'll get to this soon, but he's going down this week. But uh, just neither here nor there. I, I'm trying to think what my thing was with the Eagles. Well, you just I wanted can't. to see Tom. You just wanted to see Tom get knocked out because I was. T- we were talking about a potential NFC Championship matchup, and you were you were saying uh, that he wasn't even going to get there. He wasn't even get past the first round. I mm-hmm. think it was like a halfway kind of troll job. It must have been because the Eagles. I mean, the Eagles are a nine and eight team. They had no business. Them and the Steelers had no business being in the playoffs. Now I'm really <laughs> down on the Bucks right now. I think the Bucks, like I said, are going to lose this week, but that does not um, make them on the same level as the Eagles, nine and eight Eagles, who wouldn't have made the CFL playoffs. And Jesus Christ! <laughs> fair, fair. Yeah. Well, yeah. Then Tur- like Turbo, he was the one on Eagles money line, Eagles team total over, Eagles spread. BJ threw in the Eagles um, spread there as well. Um, These two yeah. teams did play earlier this year, and um, I did bet on the Eagles, and the Eagles did cover. I, maybe I remember that fondly, thinking back to that. Tom Brady's a different animal in the postseason. Well, what else can you say here is that the Eagles made the Eagles made mega mistakes too. Like, obviously they should like the Bucks showed they're the better team, of course, but the Eagles like they were making hella mistakes. Goddard couldn't catch the ball wide open pass quez watkins not trying to catch the ball on a deep pass catching the screen pass not running forward running to the sideline hurts looked clueless yeah hurts look bad 
Um, he had D- Devontae Smith open in the end zone. He threw it too late, got picked off. Buzz <laughs> Watkins with the holding. Jalen Rager muffing a punt. Like, it all was like, Jesus Christ, how did this team even get here? Um, but, yeah, I mean, then in the second, like, all, it was all done in the first half. It was 31 rip. It was not 31 rip, was it? It was like, I can't remember what the scores at halftime, but the Eagles have zero points, okay? Um, but, yeah, that's it. Like, Brady, 271 for two touchdowns. Mike Evans, nine catches for 117 yards and a touchdown. Then just, like, coast, coast at the end. So the Buccaneers will be ended up end up playing, hosting the Rams Sunday. Next game, probably one of the other better games this weekend was the Niners at the Cowboys. Niners win 23-17. Niners cover the three. Um, and went on the money line, and the under 51 hits. High total there. Didn't even come close. Another fucking... I mean, a lot to talk about in this game, I guess. A lot to talk about. This is also the Nickelodeon game. But um, we can start out with our picks here. I think everybody here was sort of on riding that Niners public dog kind of thing. I think it turned into public dog. The only person that was not on the Niners was BJ, actually. He said, don't doubt Mike or something like that, which was just absolutely comical to me. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I was trying to find the the podcast that I listened to, but they didn't actually give a prediction on the game, but they were talking about player props. So, mm-hmm. obviously, I was invested. And these guys were going, like, deep analysis on player props. So, they were basically saying they said um, they expected the Cowboys to have a combined rushing total of, like, 50 yards. Yep. I don't think it was that far off that. And then I was listening, and they were saying um, that the Cowboys' defense, while it's been – basically, they've been turnover-dependent. So yeah. they actually haven't been that good. They've just, they've kind of been getting diced, but they've been turning the ball over. So mm-hmm. um, based on the matchups, they were saying, you know, Debo's going to have a big day running the ball, which he did. They expected a huge day from Elijah Mitchell. And then they said Ayuk, the way it's set up, is going to have a big day. And so I was, they didn't talk about the line and I was looking at the player props and I'm thinking, okay. Um, and basically they only pumped Cooper <laughs> saying if they went deep, if they went deep to Cooper. So I was just kind of looking at what they were talking about for the players and thinking, man, the Niners that as a dog here, <laughs> right. are, getting pumped, are getting pumped pretty good. I kind of like them. And then appears everyone was on them sort of thing so it just kind of fell into place that way i don't know how it became a public dog but obviously people had the same mindset as you know whatever mm-hmm. podcast i listened to thinking this is a bad matchup for the cowboys right yeah exactly um, i mean on paper these teams don't really stack up that way. the niners defense is really good though i'll just say that they've been kind of under they've They've been underhyped. Their defense is really good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And if I, you look at their metrics, they do not give up the ball. Like they do not give up yards on the ground. And their passing defense is is pretty tough too. Um, defensive wise, they're probably the best unit left in the NFC. But they're but I don't know. Jimmy G is the Jimmy G is the one that scares me. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, I mean. With with the win, uh, Grawl and I uh, cashed that parlay. Second leg of the teaser hits for like all of Dart me, because 
Dude, that teaser that Rhino threw out, Rhino, Mad Max, AK, um, BJ, no, not BJ, myself, and you were on that. So, like, six of the eight on this on this teaser, which was huge. So, that that hit for us. Um, going into the game itself, like, the opening the opening drive, the Niners just ran it, ran it down the Cowboys, throw it there, and just seemed like, okay, this, this is how this game is going to go. Seemed like it could do it the whole game. 7-0, Cowboy get a, Cowboys get a three and out. 49ers field goal, then the 49ers get another field goal, so it's 13-0. You're just hoping, like, it's, like, looking good, like, to be a route, but the field goals kind of kept the Cowboys in the game there, so at halftime, it ended up being 16-7 to um, with another, like, dude, Gold was bombing field goals. Gold had 250 yarders and some shit like that, um, but after halftime, I don't know. It ended up coming down to like the final drive or like some bullshit. Jimmy G throws a pick after the Cowboys made it a one score game or something. I can't remember exactly how it all happened, but first of all, Jimmy G, Jimmy G. No, it was 23 10. It's 23 10. Jimmy G threw a pick, then the Cowboys scored to make it a one score game. I think like the hesitations with Jimmy G are warranted in the fact that. Mm-hmm. He's not a he's not a good enough quarterback to close that game out with their with his arms. So when it came down to the Cowboys just stacking the box, knowing they were going to milk it, allowed the Cowboys to get back in the game. Right. Well, that's the you didn't really need him to win the game. You just needed him to milk the clock, and he just did. He but I, if you're going if you're going run run run, and just trying to milk it, and you don't have a guy that can drop back and dice you, there's no threat there. Yeah, it allowed the Cowboys to kind of stack the box and creep back into it. But. Yeah, yeah. I like, when did the fake punt happen with the Cowboys? Is that in the fourth quarter? Or was that ahead? honestly? I didn't. I didn't see that. <coughs> right, right at the top of the fourth quarter. It was like thirteen minutes left in the fourth. Yes, that was the field goal drive. Right. Yes, because yeah, they were driving or they're driving fake punt. They get the fake punt. Then they keep the punt team on the field for the longest time. And then McCarthy's like, who's going to blink first? Are you going to call timeout? And then Shane's like, dude, I don't give a fuck. Run the fucking, run your, run a play with your fucking special teams unit. So that didn't end up happening. They rushed the offense on the field with like 10 seconds of the play clock. Delay a game. It's like, what the fuck are we doing, Mike? (laughs) McCarthy's clueless, dude. Yeah. Because I think what happened um, if that play, some play like that happened like last week or something, where McCarthy was forced to call a timeout on something because he didn't really? want. Really? Yeah, did that again like, last week? No, like I think it happened to him. So he's like, "Guess what? I'm gonna do that to them." And Chan's like, "Dude, I don't give a shit. Run a play with your fucking punter out there." Do Mike it. McCarthy, Mike McCarthy got screwed by having Aaron Rodgers because he got lazy as a coach. He he just got lazy, and it's just kind of stuck with him now. He doesn't worry. He doesn't even he doesn't try and manage a football game. He has no idea what to do in situations like he doesn't know when to call timeouts. He doesn't know how to manage a football game. And he had Aaron Rodgers for all those years where he didn't have to do much because Rodgers just went out there and diced. And he got yeah. complacent, and he started he started forgetting that. His objective as a coach is to not be this innovative play caller because that's not what he is. He needs to work on the team executing simple stuff. Yes. And, his team, and his teams just don't do that, which is a re- direct reflection of him. Yes, his clock management was on point. 
uh, again, the classic McCarthy uh, clock management. And like, he has no idea. Point, like, he has no yeah, clue. Luke's point, maybe it's because Rogers didn't need time to do the shit that he did. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I think he just. I think I think McCarthy just got totally complacent with having Rogers, and you, you saw it. You saw it the last five years of Rogers' career in Green Bay, where it was stupid clock management, dumb stuff that McCarthy just could not mm-hmm. figure out. Yeah. My God, never yeah. had a timeout at the end of any game ever. It happened every single time. <laughs> yes. yes. Did. And, and now so, we're seeing it again in Dallas, which is hilarious. Yeah. And I'm going to like the visual. I like the visual of Mike McCarthy, like at a, at, at like a high school football coaching clinic, not as the director, but as like a pupil somewhere in like Wisconsin. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's, that's a good visual picture. Mike, of that. McCarthy, Mike McCarthy probably thinks he get a two minute warning in fucking high school football. <laughs> dude i don't know like i'm gonna re- reference last podcast when Grawl said mike is gonna mike and he miked bad so after that um after the touch after, after jimmy g uh threw that pick cowboy score a touchdown then it, like back and forth then the, the niners punted to the cowboys cowboys punted back to the niners um and then the niners do that um <coughs> thing where they had first and ten negative two then a one-yard run, and then the Debo Samuel nine-yard turned out to be a nine-yard gain. They originally drew the first down or something like that. Um, ended up being short. Then Trent Williams. They put like a fucking. This is Shanahan. Did they put like a ta- offensive tackle in motion and they got a false start? Yeah, he tries to get a little too technical sometimes. Yeah, right. Like okay, first then Luke. Luke and I, I was kind of thinking the same thing you were, Luke. Like, why are we going for this right now? Why are we going for this? And then... It didn't make sense to me. It, it was like... They were comparing Dak to, like, Mahomes. Saying, mm-hmm. you can't give this football back to Dak. Dak hadn't done shit the whole game. I'm punting the ball and trying to pin him. Right. And saying, hey, seconds. you want to score with me with 30 seconds left and drive the field and score a touchdown? Then do it. Right. That's how I'm playing that. Right. I'm not so, trying to get, and then, hey, it ended up being the right call because they got the yard. They just had a false start. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to go back to, because I wrote this down, like, in between all this, a weird drive. 49ers had a 10-play drive that went 19 yards that took 5 minutes and 13 seconds off the clock with all the defensive holdings and, uh, like, false there was starts. There a lot of flags that was, in that game. Yeah, I think Dallas had 13 at one point when a graphic flash, but they ended up having more at that. But no, going back to this one, like, yes, I would say punt that there. They ended up putting the tackle <coughs> in motion. Jimmy G would have gotten the first down in that sneak, but you put a tackle in motion on a QE sneak. I don't know what you're doing there. Um, they punt the ball to Dak. It's a touchback. Cowboys now at 32 seconds, no timeouts to get a touchdown. Now, after this, the 49ers defense, I don't know what the fuck they were doing. This is what NFL teams do. And I, listen. I don't know. I, I don't claim to know what defense should be called or whatever. I just mm-hmm. know that. Why don't you just play the game like normal? Like, bring mm-hmm. pressure. Yeah. And play it like normal. And then right. maybe throw an extra safety back deep just in case. But, I mean, it, it just it, doesn't make sense. They were literally – I remember the setup because they had, they had like all their guys on the edge of the field. Mm-hmm. But they were like all 20 yards back or 25 yards back on the edge. Yep. And then the Cowboys were just throwing 17-yard pass plays and running out of bounds, not even getting touched. 
Yes. It was three plays, 40 yards, 15 seconds or something. Stupid. Yep. Yep. Three, yeah, three plays in 15 seconds, 40 yards that are in, they're in Hail Mary range. You know, the, the first play, I don't know, like you said, play it somewhat normal, dude. Like, of course, you don't want to get burned deep. But when they're back on their own 20, are you really concerned about him heaving 180 yards over your head? Like, that's, right, that's what, what I'm play. saying. This team, the team that you're facing is desperate. They have to go 80 yards in, what, 30 some, 36 seconds? Yes. They're desperate. Yes. I so why know. are you allowing them to dink and dunk? It just doesn't make sense. They got to bounce three times, dude. And then... um, This isn't like backyard football where they have a power-up sitting in their back pocket and they can do the, <laughs> the hocus-pocus and the guy appears downfield <laughs> wide open, man. Like, just freaking play normal defense. Maybe drop one safety back. Yeah. Blitz. Put pressure... Like, Get, get a guy blitzing in there, put a little pressure on him, make him roll out, make him <laughs> something, I something. I know I was losing my mind. Like, I like at the first play, I'm like, wow, that's a good play for him. Then I just see the shot. They, they show the camera. There's not a single defender in the secondary that's before the sticks. It's like, okay, we're just going to give him 10 yards right off the rip. And that's what happened. They, they took advantage of that. But then. Cowboys on their own on the 41 yard line, 14 seconds left. McCarthy's infinite wisdom or the offensive coordinator infinite wisdom called a fucking run play. Like, dude, a 10 year old playing Madden knows not to call a fucking run play there. Anybody who picks up a controller and fires up Madden or anybody who knows football at all, watches the game of football, no timeouts, you're not running the football. You're certainly not running it trying to pick up extra yards there. I just they, they knew run. something crazy was going to happen in that game. I, I thought it was going to be something that was going to hurt the Niners. Turns out it was crazy. It just was a really bad play by the Cowboys. Yeah. So, like... Because that was insanity. That was absolutely dumb. That was dumb. Like, 17-yard run for Dak. You slide... I heard people I heard people even saying, good play call, Dak should have slid earlier. I'm like... How could you call a run play with no timeouts in like 17 seconds or 15 seconds left and think Dak's like watching the clock because he's running and then figuring out where the defenders are so he doesn't get hit and then slides perfectly with enough time to get the line up there? It's There's way too many moving parts, if anything. Yes, and then you need the ref to get the ball and then spot it. And, then... and you need to have everyone set up because if you don't yes. get a penalty, the game's over because there's a 10-second runoff. Yes. And dude, yeah. when they... When he did that, okay, so first of all, they, they run the ball. That's number one. That's terrible. Number two, Dak, you went too far. Number three, when you're down and you slide, you don't get the ball to your center to spot the ball. There's no self-spotting here. Right of Amherst, Wisconsin, Tyler Biotich, he hands him the ball, and Biotich is like, spots the ball himself, <laughs> dude. And the ref's like, hold on, dude. You can't spot your own football. And he's like trying to climb through the whole Dallas line to spot the ball. Then the people are all <laughs> the ref. It's like, dude. And they didn't get the, the, the spike was so late. They spiked it after the clock was zero. Like <laughs> after that, it's like and after the press conference, McCarthy's like, yeah, it's the right call. How can you say that's the right fucking call? He he's said, such an have, arrogant. We can. Prick. He's like, we prep, we practice that play all the time. Clearly you don't because you have your quarterback. Spotting, self-spotting the ball. <laughs> you know, you go down and you have to get the ball to the fucking referee. 
McCarthy is such an arrogant asshole. Yeah. How do you not go in the press conference and say, yeah, it's my bad? Because also, also, I want to be clear about this, too. I just want to say one thing. Again, it did make for a really interesting finish, but I'll just say people are acting like this drive by the Cowboys and this play call by McCarthy cost them the game. They were likely not winning this game. So, I mean, right. yes, it was very dumb. But the yeah. Cowboys also just lost. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. It was going to be a Hail Mary Chuck. No, that could happen. I'm not saying it couldn't happen, but people are, who are acting like they lost the game because of this, and yeah. this is not the case, because right. the Niners just won the game. Yeah, I know. And then, like, there was some... I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, backing McCarthy. I'm just saying that no. game did not have as much implication on the game as people were making it out, because... The odds of them getting down the field were highly unlikely. So I mean, yes, they played like they played like shit the whole game. That's the bigger. That was the bigger concern. They did. They for sure did. Um, but like, yeah, like I'm so shocked that Mike McCarthy, the guy that got like kicked out of a high school basketball game for yelling at officials, was at at his press conference bitching at the officials for that, like. I don't know. And then, like, Dak had a quote, like, good for the Cowboys fans for throwing shit at the referees. Like, okay, man, you ran the ball. That's that's on you. You ran the ball. Plus, if you want to get closer, like, maybe getting closer is, because uh, he said the analytics is saying that's a good play call, or that's a play call to get closer than taking two shots from that distance. Fine. Why don't you just throw, like, a slant across the middle? Right. And, I mean, at the end of the day, a Hail Mary is a Hail Mary is a Hail Mary. Yes. What does it matter if you're on the if you can well, if if you're in a position where you can throw to the end zone, it doesn't matter where you're at. I mean, obviously if you're within the if you're in like goal to go, it's different. But I mean, dude, if you can if you're chucking up a Hail Mary from the from forty five yards as opposed to fifty or forty, it's still Hail Mary. Yeah. That's the part that got me too, is Mike in trying to defend the call was making some claim that the, he got seventeen yards on the run. Knocking yes. 17 yards off the pass that the other team knows is going into the end zone. It's going to set up a Hail Mary thing anyway. They're going to have seven dudes in the end zone. They're going to rush. They might only even rush three. Like, right. they know where the ball's going. There's nothing really different here. A Hail, really Mary, is a Hail Mary is a Hail Mary. It's all yeah. it is. Yeah. Also, if it's from the 28 or if it, yeah. And then going, yeah, going to it further, like, if you throw the Hail Mary from 14 seconds from the 40-yard line, 41-yard line, you could open up the door to a defensive pass interference. And you could get two. You could get two. Yeah, and then you get two shots, right? You have 14 seconds. You get two shots, open up the door to pass interference, get the ball to one for one final play. It would be tight. Thanks. I mean, it would have been it would have been really tight, but you could have got two. I don't I mean, I was thinking about that tie, but they don't ever call penalties on those. On the final play. On the final play. Yeah, and that would have been the final second play. or last, perhaps. Perhaps. Like, and that's another thing too. Like Obviously, long shot. Like, if you want to get closer, I understand that too. Dude, 17 yards from the 41. Yes, that I think it's much more manageable, but 17 yards is too far because we're out of time, right? I will say so 17 I yards hate, is too much. I hate the I hate the NFL rule of spot of the foul on that. That just <laughs> I, that just opens up <laughs> such a, areas, yeah. That's like that, what the that fuck, opens bro? up such a can of worms. Like you can bail a team out so bad. Oh, we're on our own 10. We have to go 90 yards. Let's chuck one like 50 yards downfield, see if we can draw a flag. That's a 50-yard play on a ball that never was going to get caught. 
but there was a flag. So now we just completed a 50 yard play. Right. And the game can't end on, can't end on a penalty. So we'll get another shot. Right. It just, it gives, it just yes, puts then, the refs. I don't know. I just hate that rule. But yeah, but then, but then like, of course that rule is sometimes good because like mm-hmm. there's, cause not all pass interferences are equal. Correct. Like, no, but couldn't it be, but couldn't down. it be like, couldn't it be you drag, like you intentionally tackle a guy yeah, because right. you get that, burned? That, that is way too complicated. Okay, let's go spot like of the ball. Interpretation, and that's not what you want. Then, yeah, exactly. I know, I know. It, I'm, I'm just saying, it, it's like it's sometimes like a, it's awesome, sometimes it's sucks. Yeah, right, exactly. So, I mean, there to me, like you're crying at the wrong thing. That's a stupid call. Like you can't run the ball there. You just can't do it. So blame the officials, whatever. Fuck you, you fat my idiot. My takeaway, my takeaway is that. I just don't think Dak's elite. Perhaps, perhaps. He also, I think he's good. I yeah. said before. I think I. I was. I was like. Mm-hmm. I was going too overboard on my reaction to Dak, but I just don't think he's a, an elite quarterback. I don't even think he's in the same book as Brady, right. Mahomes, and Rodgers. I mean, I think he's good. Right. Well, yeah, that's also tough to get into that. Those are like I just, the elite of the elite. No, but but the announcers were saying. The Niners have to go for it here because you can't give Dak the ball with <laughs> yeah, 38 seconds left in the whole field to drive. It's, uh, yeah, I'll do that. I'll give Dak the ball. Here you go. <laughs> right, exactly. It just you guys on 20 incompletions today. Oh yeah. no. Did he, he also like, he played like shit the whole game? I mean, yeah, and he also had a pick too. So I know he didn't play well. He didn't play well. That's for sure. That's for sure. But yes, uh, that, that's the end of that game. Um, the Niners will play the Packers Saturday. Um, then after that, so, um, Sunday night game, just, um, the chiefs hosting the seven seed Steelers chiefs minus 12 and a half comes in and the over 46 and a half comes in. Um, and our teaser hits here. Um, what else happened here? Mad Max and I were on Steelers under 17. Um, we got burned by dynamite Ben, actually not dynamite Ben, but this defense helped him out a lot there with the TJ Watt. Um, fumble recovery for a score so I mean ended up being it did end up being like a route from the Chiefs but I was not comfortable um, after that first quarter I was like what the fuck's going on here because um, 0-0 after fourth quarter the Chiefs decided to do a wildcat that's what I don't understand you have Mahomes as your quarterback that's that's like a getting too cute situation like I just look at it my, from this perspective if I, as a Packer fan Aaron Rodgers I don't want anybody else back there taking a wildcat snap when I have Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback. Why would I want that? That's my that's my thinking behind that. I think the wildcat needs to go for the Chiefs, but of course, then threw a touchdown into the goal line too. So, what do I know? But when when, the, when Kelsey <laughs> threw the touchdown, the Chiefs were just they were toying. <laughs> yeah, they were. They were. <laughs> they were toying. Let's be honest here, which is awesome. I love that. Yes, because you wanted a very big Ben. Me too. I wanted a very dynamite Ben. I just he burned, he burned me for the last time. Dynamite analysis on this game was that I legitimately felt bad for Ben. <laughs> you can't feel bad for Ben. He was, dude. He was out there flopping around like a fish out of water. He he couldn't get up off the ground. He was begging for penalties. He was struggling to walk. He had, he was limping around. 
he was falling to the ground. He couldn't move. He was throwing the ball two yards whenever he threw it. I bet his average target was three yards. Yeah. I felt legitimately bad for him because he has, like, the dude's got weapons there. I mean, they have a, they have a decent offense. Yeah. Yeah, And for sure. he, you can't tell me that these dudes after the game aren't getting together as young guys and like, hey, man, thank God Ben's out of here because <laughs> maybe this guy's not it. I, mean, <laughs> I respect him, but God damn, it's time. Yeah, Devon, uh, Deontay Johnson let him down a couple times there with those drops, but yeah, for sure. But they were like four-yard <laughs> drops. It wasn't like he was <laughs> dropping it downfield. I mean, Ben was throwing the ball four yards a clip. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I'm going back to Wildcat quickly. So it's one thing to have a Wildcat. It's one thing to fucking fuck up your Wildcat and look so awful when you're doing it. Like, you fumble the handoff, Daryl Williams. You pick it, you scoop up, you like bend over to pick it up. You pick it up, you stand up straight up and just get demolished, ball loose, TJ Watts taking it. Like, do you have any awareness? Run your well <laughs> one. Number two, it's on the ground. Get the ball and lie down on top of it. Three, if you're gonna pick it up, cover the ball back up and like maybe try running. You stood straight up. Moron. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's all it's all it's all irrelevant because the Chiefs after that score three times in the final five minutes of the first half. Uh, McKinnon four yard reception, uh, Pringle twelve yard reception, and Kelsey forty eight yards. Like I don't know, Kelsey ran free there. Um, quickly, then uh, quickly they scored. Yes, very yes. quickly. They and poured then, it on. <laughs> they did. They did. It was, it was over. It was over. Like um, I, I can't, dude. I just I don't have the stats written down for Ben, but it, it's not pretty up to that point. Cause I, twenty nine for forty four. For 215 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, <laughs> 4. 4.89 uh, <laughs> yards gained per pass. Yeah. That's not um, great. I'm when trying I'm to find the... his targets, his yards, his targets, uh, how far he Because th- that, that's after the catch. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's bad. Yeah, went out on his shield, man. And his and his touchdown passes and any of his stats were all garbage time. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then, like, because it was 21 seven and a half out of half, the Chiefs throw a touchdown pass to a lineman, 28-7. Steelers fumble, Harris, Chiefs touchdown. So that's five drives in a row. And then that's when Ben got his dynamite, Ben got his garbage time touchdowns. He threw one to... Johnson, um, and then James Washington. So that's a great name, James Washington. It's a regal name. That is, it's it's a dude, pres- Washington's pretty good. He's not bad. Yeah, like you said, dude, they have weapon. Like they're the eighth best team in the NFL or whatever thereabouts. Imagine if they had the eighth best quarterback in the league. Like Ben is bottom five right now in his current imagine state. If it's it, terrible. I mean, yeah, imagine if they had. I won't. Yeah, I, mean, I won't go with one of the top three. Like put Matt like Ryan. Russell Wilson. No, like, Russell Wilson's going to be looking for a new home. Even Matt Ryan. Like we make enough fun of him too, and partially for the same sorts of reasons, the immobility and whatnot. But even Matt Ryan, like that's a big upgrade for them, right? I, I mean, yes. anything. I threw a. Tra- I threw a not so great quarterback just to 
see how you feel about it. I think that yes, yeah. Yeah, Ben Ben looks like ter- Ben is trash. He's done. Big Ben is done. Diamond Ben's done. Hey, hey, I'm just gonna say, I won't be surprised when Roethlisberger is <laughs> oh, back yeah. next season. I know. Yes. Me because because they're gonna look at the draft and they're gonna say vomit, and yeah. then they're gonna and then they're gonna give Big Ben a call and say, hey, we don't have anything. And he'll be like, oh, all right. Sure. Will, you sign a one, will you sign a one year? And then he's going to try and play hero. And then he's going to get it's, knocked out in like week two with an injury. And then he's yeah. going to retire again. It's the, <laughs> classic, it's the classic, like, you have to beg him to do it. Okay, all right. Because at the end of the season, he just looked like he just wanted to be dead. He had no interest in being there. But then all you know sudden, he'll have that itch, though. All of a sudden, the offseason's going to hit. The offseason's going to hit. He's going to just hate it and then he's going to decide to come back and then he's going to make it like two games and say yeah nope i was right i need to get out <laughs> i don't know i don't know dude he I'm, should... just, I'm not calling that i'm just saying reference this point because if that does happen i will not be surprised look i would yes right and that would be it'd be more believable i'm not saying it's believable it'd be more believable if they went down like, it was a close game, but this game was just an absolute shit show. Like, they got demolished. When Ben threw that final uh, incompletion or pick or whatever it was to end the game, his, the look on his face was just like, thank you. I, <laughs> <laughs> Ty, you remember the, remember the look on, on his back. face? Remember the look on his face the last game of the season? They, yeah. played, on, they played on Sunday Night Football last week. They're like, oh, they Ben's had, locked in now. And <laughs> Ben's locked in, and he had the most plain Jane view on his face like I just want to get home and crack a beer <laughs> and throw a big old dip in and just sit on my couch and ice and be done I hope we don't make the playoffs and then he comes out in his presser and people were taking his sarcasm I don't even know if he was being sarcastic man he was like I don't think it was <laughs> He's the truth. Like, I don't even Nothing think we else. should be in the playoffs we're gonna get blown out in this game <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah, I don't know. He could have tried to been doing some of that underdog. Hey, he could have been, but I think deep in his mind, he was actually thinking those things. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. like Big Ben trying to be funny. <laughs> Big Ben, you're like, <laughs> come on, guys. You all know we don't have a chance in this one. <laughs> but deep in his mind, he's just, he knows it's true, so it's actually kind of funny. Yeah, or he yes. He's like yes. trolling himself. Good riddance, Ben. Good riddance. Yeah, I mean, hey, the the Steelers stay relevant, so they did. Tomlin, fifteen years, not a losing record, right? Is it fifteen years he's been? Wow, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Final game, though. We'll move on. Final game. Um, Rams hosting the Cardinals Monday night football. Monday night playoff action i don't know if that's ever happened before um this don't. game rams rams minus three and a half hits and the under 48 and a half hits yeah i i don't luke i i don't necessarily know if i like it either the monday night game but i could have used the third game on saturday right it had to be the noon yeah right <coughs> uh, a noon game saturday sure why not why the fuck not i mean i wasn't doing anything significant i was just waiting for the three o'clock game to start to watch football so why not just start at noon yeah i mean whatever it was just like... <laughs> yeah 
this game, um, I mean, you were on the Cardinals money line, Luke. Um, uh, yeah, I don't want to talk about that. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, I, like we did, last podcast, man, we had with Grawl, we were this one that was the most confusing to us. Or that we, like, we all three said this, we could see it going either way. Um, so, I mean, that's why you said, I don't know why. I mean, you could def- I could definitely have seen it like Stafford. If you force him to throw, him, he made mistakes, but that wasn't the case because the Rams came out and their defense dominated early on. Um, they got the three and out. Um, second drive, the Rams scored a touchdown. OBJ and he came alive this game too. He had a game. He had a, he didn't outgain Cooper Cup through the air, but uh, he's a second leading receiver and he had more, I guess, significant touchdowns because they were early in the game. Um, put up seven zero. Um, Rams another three and out. Forced another three out. Third drive, the Rams scored a touchdown on the Stafford QB sneak that they went to review on. Looking through gajillion bodies, finally figured that out. Um, then a pick six for the Rams. So it's 21-0, like in a blink. Well, not in a blink, but a pick six. pretty quickly. Yikes. I know. <laughs> it was not good. That was the one, like... That was the shortest pick six in playoff history. Was it four yards? It was four yards or three yards, yeah. Yeah, it was the shortest in playoff history. <laughs> well, fucking A, man. Wow. I don't know what the fuck was happening there. Um, Fucking Kyler Murray drops back to pass, right? He's in his own end zone. He, like, throws a pump fake. It's like, we're pump faking in our own end zone? Like, you got to get that ball out of there, man. You pump the fakes, only, pull it the back. The only quarterback... The only quarterback ever in history that can be like falling to the ground and throw a ball and complete it is Patrick Mahomes. If you're going to the ground, just go to the ground. Throwing the ball up in the air when you're going to the ground does not end well. No. I'm looking at you, Carson Wentz. Patrick Mahomes somehow finds an open guy when he does that. I don't know how he does it, but and he yes. got burned he got burned on that this year a couple times. But Yes. If you're going to the ground, why are you chucking the ball? Because he's going to get safety. That's why. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Looking back, man. Holy shit. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that was bad. The Rams defense opened up with four straight three and outs, a pick six, and then another three and out after that. So that's pretty damn good there for the Rams. Um there's a point in t- I, I think there was a point in time, like halfway through the third quarter, that Odell Beckham Jr. had. I don't know if it's halfway through the third quarter, but sometime in that game, Odell Beckham Jr. had more passing yards than Kyler Murray, which is bad. Um, but 21 rip at halftime, opening drive of the second half. Rams scored a touchdown. Uh, Stafford a cup, 28 rip. Um, then the Cardinals trying to get on the board, but basically it's over at that point. Like, fuck, man. It ended up being 30, 34-11. Like, that, that shit didn't matter at the end. The one thing I wanted to, like, to throw out there is, like, the Cardinals absolutely shrunk. We know that, right? Cliff Kingsbury, I don't know how, what you think of him as a coach, but he faded again down the stretch, and they didn't show up in this game. Now I'm not going to put it all on Cliff. They, the team just got absolutely dominated. I'm not going to put it all on the coaching. And then Kyle, Kyler Murray, too. Like, dude, you ran the ball twice. Matt Stafford had more rushing attempts than you. What were you thinking? You just gonna stand in the pocket and face Aaron Donald the whole time? Like, dude, you can't just be sitting back there. You're fast. Try doing I mean, something. I won't put it all on Kyler because I think 
I think Cliff was just awful. I mean, if you have Kyler Murray, you need to design plays to get him outside the pocket. He was just standing in the pocket and then just getting swarmed. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the only thing I could break down about the Cardinals is that it was the old, it was the old dance with the girls that you brought to me mm-hmm. with them down the stretch. And the reason I say that is because, so I owned uh, James Conner in fantasy. Yep. Kind of irrelevant, but James Conner was an absolute monster for yes. me in fantasy. Then he gets hurt. So when he gets hurt, Edmonds becomes relevant again. Fine. Mm-hmm. But when James Conner came back, they stopped giving him the football the last how many weeks of the season. And they were, he was a huge part of their offense. And then they just stopped incorporating him once he came back. And it didn't make any sense because your offense was clicking with whatever you're doing with James Conner. So the reason I bring it up in this game is because the start of the game, their play call was like Kyler goes back in the pocket, sits there, gets demolished, three and out. Kyler goes, drops back in the pocket, sits there, gets demolished, three and out. And then they started feeding Conner and doing all this stuff with Conner, and they started moving the ball. I just don't know. Yeah. Uh, right and i don't know if that was like a game game script thing where they couldn't like keep on feeding them because they're already down by so much but for sure for the opening drive the creativity in their offense to the first three or four drives was like awful yeah they were definitely it definitely fucking sucked and plus like they were start even comes back on some sort of what special teams kind of like dude they were starting in the shadow of their own goal post like twice they started the uh, drive on the nine after this ran scored their touchdown. Then they returned one to the 14. Or they got a penalty back up to the 14. It's like, this is not helping us at all with penalties, whatever. Shitty offense, getting demolished in the pocket, not running, being able to run the ball because we're down by so much. It was all just like... It just feels like if you have a mobile quarterback, <clears throat> it seems more essential to me to establish the run in a sense that your main play should be a play-action pass. And you can't run play action if you don't have any run game. So to have a mobile quarterback mm-hmm. drop back in the pocket and just say, well, the, dude, the Ravens do it too. I'm going to, well, we'll just drop back and then Lamar will take off. Well, yeah, but what if the defense knows you're going to do that and then they just swarm him and he can't take off? Like you have to have him take off without being swarmed, which is created through play action. So, I mean – just seems so dumb to me. Kyler was just sitting back there getting smoked. And so I'll give like Kyler some. I'll not Kyler some, but like, dude, at some point he had like two seconds to decide every time he was dropping back. I mean, you can't just roll out and run every time. It's Yeah, still you'd like to see in my eyes, I like to see more effort than two attempts. Two attempts? Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree, but like uh, Dude, Stafford was running. Stafford scrambled when the game was out of hand, and he's like, "I'm gonna get more yards here." I'm like, "Dude, Stafford, chill, man. You're up 31 to eight. You don't it was a little team. easier for Stafford to run though. With <coughs> they had established, they had established the run, and he was doing it. Well, yeah. Also, it's easier. Uh, um, you don't have Donald breathing down your neck too. That guy's a monster. Donald is. He's crazy. a monster. He gets more impressive all the damn time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the Rams are going to play the Buccaneers on Sunday, too. So that pretty much concludes our recap there. Um, and then I guess 
I don't know. Yeah, we're just going to do the recap here, Dialer. Um, you guys have any other thoughts? I mean, I guess we can sort of – what do we want to do here? Nothing? Closing thoughts? I don't care. Yeah, we should just recap it because we'll just start <laughs> opening up yeah, our right. hands and then – and then we'll get long-winded with talking about uh, the talk. I'll just say, like, we could just do a general recap of the weekend. Right, um, yeah. I would say it was very chalky. For sure. And I think that that can be some of the stuff that you create with adding more playoff teams. But Absolutely, absolutely. That's what I was going to go to, is just to pose the question. Having an extra football game, in theory... Is better, more football better. Another three hours I can sit on the couch and be distracted. That's good fun. But was it really that much fun when you had a team out there like Philly and you had a team out there like Pittsburgh? Do you, no. do you want to see that again? It was well, a money would, grab. Yeah, I would say, right. The money plays a factor too. Um, but to my next point, yes, another football game, fun. I'm most likely not going to complain about that. The only thing you would say is like, well, usually the top two seeds get a buy. Now it's kind of unf- like the puts more emphasis on the first seed. I'm not getting all in that. I'm getting into the aspect of, yes, I get to guess watch football. People are complaining about it kind of somewhat. I'm not going to go that far into it <coughs> about the football. Then the competitive standpoint from it. Yes, the Eagles and Steelers made it. Um, maybe if the Chargers fucking win the game and don't charge, you could see the Chargers getting there. That's maybe a more exciting team in that aspect of things. Um, so that would be the week 18 aspect of it is that that allowed the Steelers to get into the playoffs. Um, where was that, yeah, that's the other thing. I didn't even think about that. Like, why are we even doing that? <laughs> I don't know. Why do we have 18 weeks? <laughs> making sense. But yeah, that that's one of the, like, the, I believe either the Colts are charged them in if there's 17 weeks, I believe them the Colts then, but regardless so that's the other thing too. Like this is the first year doing it. Maybe we see that. Maybe I don't know. But yes, there you could clearly see these those seven seats were outmatched in their matchups. But one of the teams was the Chiefs, who like before the season would have been like a Super Bowl favorite, right? Um, or one of the Super Bowl favorites. They were two in second in odds, or maybe third in odds behind the Bucks and the Packers. And then the Eagles played the Bucks, the Super Bowl um, defending champs. So. In the, like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't mean, answer for you. obviously, I don't mind it's year by right year, but I don't I was just, it. that was just more of a general statement, I guess. It was just really chalky. Yes. Yes. Um, all home teams won. <coughs> Cowboys, um, Muff Plants Grawl, and myself on the, on the podcast we did last week picked it all right. Mad Max picked the upset special. The Raiders didn't happen. They were close, though, like we mentioned before in the recap. Other things, other things. There was not a field goal missed this weekend. That, that was that's, that's what? incredible. Yeah. Didn't the season start with like a ridiculously high uh, clip of missed field goals, like through four yeah. weeks or something? Yeah, there wasn't a field goal missed this weekend. Wow, cream rises to the top. It's all about kicking, baby. It's kicker's oh, league. Which is, it. I mean, there was a lot of touchdowns, but <laughs> right. They don't call it football for nothing. But yeah, that's just kind of a weird little that no that is weird because i know people um i mean gold is obviously good um zerloin has some question marks that's coming into it and people are kind of like hinting at the fact that bengals kicker mcpherson that rookie guy might um be seeing some pressure there in the playoffs but he knocked through all his kicks too 
I um, love him. The, You're high and, on him too, Luke. Yeah, I have <laughs> that's my guy. Oh, he's a nice. beast, dude. Well, he's yeah. the guy famously that celebrated the, or infamously celebrated the kick going through the uprights. I think both the uprights and was wide against the Packers. But that's why people had question marks about him too. Is like he in the regular season he was kind of shaky, but he knocked through all his kicks. Um, um, after that Packers game, I think he like locked it in. But yeah, that was a little dicey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's just, we had a decent week, like Luke mentioned at the top of the podcast is in terms of a overall standpoint, I guess the only person that was struggling and BJ mentioned this in the chat too, is that, um, he, he kind of had a struggling week this week. Yeah. That, I mean, that teaser is huge. My, uh, the prop copter went six and four, so still profitable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sony Michelle ended up with 58 yards. I had him at 58 and a half. He had a three-yard loss on with like three minutes to go. So that right. was. I don't need to. I don't need to break that down, but it was a little <laughs> frustrating. Uh, they seem to really want to get Acres involved, but I don't. Hey, I'll say this: the Rams are scary. <coughs> Odell looked really good. Yeah, he did. And Cup mm-hmm. obviously drew a lot of a lot of coverage. So I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would, Jefferson's no slouch. It's a team. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean you take you take the remaining teams in the NFC. I'd you say can, the Niners are probably the weakest team. Yes. But I wouldn't be surprised. I, I would I guess I'd be surprised if the Niners made a serious run, but if you take the Packers I'd be surprised if the Packers lost this week. But if you take the Packers and you take the Rams and you take the Bucks. I'm throwing those three teams into a blender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can definitely see that. Um, if the Stafford plays the way are the Rams come out and play the way they do, that doesn't force Stafford to just chuck the ball all over because he only ended up with 202 yards passing because they didn't really need him to start airing the ball out that much. Because I would love to hear at it. Yeah, and I'd love to hear your thoughts now that you brought up Stafford. I totally forgot about this. They kept bringing up this narrative that Stafford has been getting shit on his whole career for. Like, I didn't get that narrative. Right. I think it's, yeah, I know. They were like, finally got the monkey off the back, Stafford. People, so many people were doubting you that you couldn't get it done in the big spot and you got it done today. And I'm like. He's been in literally one big spot in his entire life. Right. I don't, I didn't get the narrative. They were trying to create this like amazing story. Dude, Stafford was good at Detroit. His team sucked ass. Yes. That's right. When you're saying people were like, well, I think who said that? Making, yeah, people are making excuses in the opposite direction for him. They're like saying they feel sorry for him because the team is so bad. They're not saying Stafford can't get it done. They say I never the team read always lets him down, which it's like I don't know. The, on the on the broadcast, they said, "Well, you had to think Stafford was reading all the headlines that were saying that he couldn't win in a big <laughs> spot." I never saw one headline that said Staff can Matt Stafford get it done in the big light. Spotlight. <laughs> I never saw that headline one time. No, it was, right. that was not a thing. Exactly, exactly. That's very true. And I just, I was just, I didn't know if you picked up on that, but I, I was. Oh yeah, yeah. They kept, of, they kept talking about it on the broadcast, like Stafford finally getting over the hump, and <laughs> dude, this is like his first opportunity, man. Yeah, and he played well. Yeah, he played, he played well. He played well. And, and they were knocking on him too. They, they did a breakdown before the game of all these terrible decisions that he's made throughout the year. <laughs> I didn't see that. I didn't see yeah, that. They were like, 
they were they kept going through and he was making he he threw some picks and these guys were like you cannot throw that ball in that position you can't he can't do that tonight he cannot do that tonight dude Stafford had a good year man <laughs> okay but he did throw but to their to their point there's why there's why this, the <coughs> I video get it. compilation exists is because of I get it I get it I'm just saying that. It seemed like a really weird spot. This seemed like something to do on Tuesday morning after Stafford plays like shit. <laughs> Not before the game where mm-hmm. Stafford does just fine and they blow him out. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I was more worried about Kyler than I was than I was Stafford. I would oh. Ooh. I've I don't know. I Stafford's don't know. a vet, man. Kyler's a rookie. Again, but that's where I okay. Stafford throws mega picks. He has 17 regular season interceptions. Yeah, and I think you saw. I think what you saw was a more conservative Rams offense. Yes, because they were because of that. Because right, and because they were able to have the game, they they were able to keep the game out of reach for the Cardinals. So you didn't need Stafford to go fucking cavalier with the ball. And it's right. like, okay, fine. So I think you saw a very conservative Rams offense to. To put him in that position, right? And he played fine. He played, which yes, he yeah. played, which fine. was very smart. Yeah, that's that's like the Kirk Cousins game that every once in a while Kirk Cousins goes and throws out that game, and they're like, "Oh, Kirk Cousins, you can get it done with Kirk Cousins." I know we've drawn comparisons between these two guys. We've connected them in the past. Mm-hmm. That's the same shit. You'll have a game like this, and you'll look great. Next week, you might throw two picks and go eighteen for forty-one, and they'll get blown out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's Stafford. I mean, well, it will be different next week because the Bucks have a really good run defense, and so yeah. they will not be running. They will not be running mm-hmm. all over on that Bucks mm-hmm. run defense because that Bucks run defense is very serious. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, also Ty, I don't know if you or Max even. I don't even know if you guys know, do. You guys know more information on this whole Weddle thing? No, I don't. He just Grawl brought it up that he. Weddle they said they called him. They said they called him. And said, hey, we have some injuries in the secondary. Are you still in shape? And Weddle said, yep, and was on a flight. <laughs> this week. Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's at <coughs> a press conference. He's at the facilities. He's practicing this week. He's he's doing a presser uh, yesterday. But prior he's to this, they call him and say, hey, Weddle, are you still in shape? He's like, yeah, I guess. I mean, I still I got a weight room in my house. I, I still hit the weights every <laughs> once in a while. Yeah, I'm still in shape. Oh, you want to you suit up this weekend? Yeah, sure. I'll make. You want to go make dollars. sure Scotty Miller doesn't Whatever. run? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Like, I want to go make sure Scotty Miller doesn't run by anybody. <laughs> Dude, it was just crazy. Like, that is crazy. Yeah, Grawl brought that up, too. He's like, oh, in last pod, that Weddle's back and shit. It's like. Uh, yeah, it was very shocking to see that. Was it you were was it you Mad Max or was it Grawl? I don't know. You guys were talking about Gra- it though. Grawl brought it up, but I had seen I had seen like Schefter, whoever the hell I saw that he was coming back and I it's been brought to my attention that he was suited up just yesterday or two days ago. Mm-hmm. He played Oh, I don't know if he played, but he was there wearing a uniform. Oh no, he played. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Yeah. How about that? How about that? That's just crazy to me. 
Think about. I mean, it's you cannot compare it to baseball, obviously, but it's just like right in the the playoff start, you just call up this dude and say, "Hey, <laughs> hey, you've been been hitting the cages. <laughs> Want to come suit up for our playoff series?" Sure. Were they even Were they even in goddamn L.A. yet? Last time you played for them, they're still in fucking St. Louis. I don't. I don't know I, his full I, story. I, I, that's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. That's all I got from the weekend. It was a good weekend of football. There's. Mm-hmm. I would agree. The elite pop- quarterbacks. The elite quarterbacks showed up. Yes, they did. They did for sure. In their team. Any other teams. Um, but yeah, I mean, any, any other closing thoughts? I mean, hopefully we. Sorry, Ty. I meant I didn't mean to disregard the teams. I just think that there's a correlation between elite quarterbacks and elite teams. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because for the most part, I've looked at it and excluding like maybe four or five teams. If you throw one of those elite quarterbacks on any other team, but maybe four or five teams, they instantly become a Super Bowl contender. Because every team, every team has an ample amount of weapons and yeah. guys that can do things. It's the quarterback is just so important in the NFL. Yeah, and then but then you could argue that Dak just had a, had a bad game there, and you could still argue that the Cowboys would are good with Dak and good enough to do it with Dak. They were right there. You, I you could, that. you could. I'm just saying. I know if you take Rodgers and put him in Dallas. It's unbelievable. And I'm not trying to compare Dak to Rodgers. I'm just saying, if you have an elite dude, and I would consider Brady, Rodgers, and Mahomes, and maybe Allen, I'm not quite, like, he's he's right there. But, I mean, mm-hmm. if you take those guys and bring them to any team, that team instantly becomes a contender, a Super Bowl contender, because, like, they have the weapons. Yeah. Even like look at the Broncos. Like they have weapons there. <laughs> they can't utilize anything. No, they're a bad team. You know, and you can have an average quarterback and have a decent team, but I mean, mm. dude, you're not gonna go a bunch. Of game. I don't know. Just kind of <laughs> something I was thinking about, like how important it is to have an elite quarterback, and how the correlation between elite quarterbacks and the record of their football team. It's crazy, the correlation. I would agree. I'd agree. But anything else? Anything else, boys? Any closing thoughts? Nothing? Nothing. All right. Well, I'll say this then to to wrap us up. Um, Like we've said before, like three times. Overall, nice week for Dartme. Muff punch crawl. The bookies fear this man. Watch out. He's coming for you next week. The divisional round. Stakes are higher. We'll see if Grawl can duplicate what he did in um, Super Wildcard Week and see if Darby uh, can have another another uh, successful week gambling. So, uh, that being said, this has been the recap pod. So, I guess uh, we're outie. Later.